0: welcome to another episode of let to be talk it is monday november 14th welcome aboard everybody today i will be dedicating this episode to everyone that works in the concert industry behind the scenes i'm talking about the techs the tour managers the sound people uh venue staff the tour bus drivers, everybody. I want to dedicate this one to all of you because you guys are the uh, unsung heroes of rock and roll, comedy, r and hip-hop, country, western, whatever it is, you guys are the heroes of the touring out there. You keep it going, you keep the machine working, you do all the stuff. So the groups, the acts, the comedians whoever it is, can get up there and do their night of a couple hours of glory. Well, in the meantime, you guys are all working 17, 18-hour days, sometimes two, three, four, five, six months a year, sometimes a year, two years, away from your families, your loved ones, and your pets. These are the people... That keep rock and roll going. They've been doing it since the uh, beginning of touring. They don't get a lot of glory. You don't hear about them. And uh, they are the only way that you get to see your favorite group or comedian when they're on tour. That's the only way you get to see them because these people do it. They do the uh, insanity of it. I've seen it. I've been out on the road I watch how hard these people work. They bust their ass. Minimal sleep a lot of times. Away from, uh, like I said, loved ones. Not sleeping in their own bed. And uh, so, yeah, this one goes out to uh, all of you. And I do try to uh, have uh, some cool, interesting people on the show that are part of that behind-the-scenes thing. And today is Jason Roberts. A rock and roll tour bus driver who was our driver, Marcus's driver, on the rock comedy tour the last two months. And I'll tell you, that is not an easy job. It's got to be one of the hardest jobs on the tour. It might look easy. You go, what do you mean, man? You just get in the bus and you just drive, sit on your butt and get to the next city. You know, I think the lighting people, I think that's harder or, you know, the stage crew. But yeah, you got to imagine you're driving a bus and all of those people's lives are in your hands. You can't doze off. You got to be completely on it. There's no co-pilot. There's nothing up there. It's just you and the road in the middle of the night. And shit can happen. I've seen it. We were out on the tour and a couple meth heads decided to drive down the off ramp the wrong way onto the freeway. Going the wrong way and almost drove right into the crew bus. Barely missing them. Crashing into the uh, guardrail and getting out and fighting on the freeway or whatever they did. I felt the bus, you know, the brakes lock them up. You know, it's, it's, it's a miracle that uh, there's not a shitload of accidents out there, because I see how idiots are driving, especially these days. I'm not the bus drivers. I'm talking about just the idiots out there in their cars texting, not looking, you know, half awake, drunk, whatever they are. It's just a miracle. So hats off to these uh, bus drivers, man. A lot of stress, a lot of work. Got to stay focused. And Jason was one of the uh, best drivers I've ever seen. And not only that, but super interesting and cool. Just a a crushing, great spirit. You know, just just amazing spirit. You know, you wake up at like 7. Hey, Dean, we're in Seattle. All right. You know, and he just smile on his face smoking one of those old grandpa pipes, the curled up one, with some kind of nice smelling uh, old school tobacco. Great, great guy, great episode. So, you guys are gonna love this. A tour bus driver right here. You wanna know how to get into the biz? You wanna know what it's like to do it? This is the episode for you. This episode is brought to you by Migos Dog. If you've got a dog, you want to feed that dog the best food so that dog sticks around forever. Don't give it that bullshit from China or whatever that's full of sawdust and and not regulated. Just feeding your dog whatever. You don't even know. You know? Go with Migos Dog. 100% human-grade food. Made right in California, out in Malibu. Now. If you're in the Los Angeles area, they deliver to your house. All of California, you can pick this up at Air One's and Healthy Spot. Gertie loves it. I feed her the uh, beef now. She was on the salmon for a long time. Now she's rocking a little beef and duck. They've got it all. They've also got toppers to put on your, uh, your existing dog food. Maybe your dog is a little finicky. Give it a little Migos dog toppers. MigosDog.com. Follow them on Instagram also. And don't forget, you're looking for some denim, leather, or boots. There's one place only to go Standard and Strange. They are in Oakland, California, New York, and New Mexico. And they are on Instagram, Standard and Strange. Check them out, StandardandStrange.com. That is where I buy all of my denim. Specializing in Japanese handmade clothing. John Lofgren boots, Momotaro uh, denim, the real McCoys. They have the best selection of real McCoy leathers I've ever seen. Bucos, deep pockets J-100s, all of it. Standardandstrange.com. When you call them or contact them, tell them I sent you. All right, I love all you guys. We're going to get into the episode right now. Um, don't forget... Follow me on Patreon. I just dropped another bonus episode, number 135, 135 bonus episode. And patreon.com slash Dean Del Rey greatly helps the podcast. Any kind of support really, uh, really helps me out here running this machine. Also, some tour dates coming up. Philly, I will be at Soul Jules the first weekend of December. Also, I'll be at the Grand Comedy Club in Escondido and I'm also going to be out with Bill Burr in December at Salt Lake City, Boise, Idaho and Colorado. So tour dates, please come out and see some shows. It was great to be in Vegas, 14 shows, really getting some, uh, some of the new bits together, feeling good. The Comedy Cellar at the Rio was fantastic. Some uh, sold-out shows, great audiences. Felt good, felt good. Went by quick. 14 shows went by quick. Anyway, I love all you. And subscribe on iTunes and leave a review. Same with the YouTube. Here we go. Candles are lit. For the rock and roll tour bus driver, Mr. Jason Roberts. All right, here we are. Another episode of Let the Be Taught coming to you from the Marcus King tour. And uh, we are in Seattle today. I think we're, uh, we got 11 dates left. And when I first uh, signed on to do it, I was like, 34 dates, that'll be no problem. And then we get a couple weeks in, I'm like, holy shit, this is long. And then I start to look around and think about all the people and the moving parts of this tour that keep it going. And it's, it's such an interesting animal to think about rock and music touring. And one of the main components in it, depending on what level you are, is a tour bus. And with that tour bus, you need a tour bus driver. And I've always wanted to talk to a tour bus driver, and today we have one. Introduce yourself.
1: Hey, Dean, I'm Jason Roberts.
0: Yep, driving our bus. Or Marcus's bus. I'm uh, a guest on it. Yep. It's weird to think about touring because there's three levels to me that I I like. Okay, you got private jet touring, which is amazing. You just pull right up on the tarmac. You get into the plane and you fly to the gig. Then you have... Uh, tour bus touring, which I would say is second for me, and third would be commercial touring, which is the worst to me because anything can go wrong with uh, canceled flights, uh, just being around people, and the uh, nonstop, the uh, you know TSA, the humans,
1: right? That, that factor, right? Yeah, if you're gonna do a series of one-offs like that, it's it could be a nightmare real fast. If there's if there's weather. 2000 miles away you could it could mess up your whole day for sure.
0: Yeah, I mean I tour usually uh weekends. That's how I do it. Right. So you go out on a Thursday morning, gamble. You're gambling. Going okay. I got first shows Thursday night. I'll fly out Thursday morning. You're already hoping that flight's not delayed. Well, I'm canceled.
1: working on my uh, pilot's license. I'll, I'll fly your jet.
0: I know. Yeah, my jet. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> I'm 56. I'm like, will I get to a jet status? Of I course. don't. Yeah. Yeah. I, I always say yeah. You know. You can't say no or else you're. What are you doing? Oh. I mean, some people go, oh, the ego with that, and it's like, well, it's not that you have to. You have to lie to yourself to keep going.
1: It's a preferred method of travel. It's just a little expensive. But, yeah. You know, if you can get that point. But touring, touring, what do you, you know, touring is great. It, it's, I, uh, it's, it's, it'll wear on you, but it's fantastic. You know, yeah. And you get to, if you can get to where you love the people that you tour with, there, there's there's no match. You know what I mean? It's hard to, it, it's, it's hard to explain, which I'm looking forward to doing, what that's like. Yeah. It, it's a, it's a type of camaraderie. It's a brotherhood. That, that is truly special. You go home and it's bittersweet for sure.
0: Oh, it's, it is one of the most incredible things a human can do is struggle your whole life in a career. I played music for years and now I'm doing comedy. And you want to get to that level of having a tour bus. And the reason you want to get to that level is The beauty of stepping off stage, getting on the bus, and being able to go to bed or just hang out and watch a movie or whatever and be in the next city the next day is unreal, you know? And it truly is a submarine. You're just traveling around America. You have no idea what day it is. You don't know what the weather is because usually the blinds are closed and you're in a bunk, you know?
1: Right, yeah.
0: And, And then you get there and you're like, I mean, my dream is I want to work on the comedy for eight months at the comedy store, and then I want to book a one-month tour and do all the cities every year instead of going out every weekend. I want to go out and cover the whole tour in a month and a half or so and then go back and work on comedy again for a year. So I'm sleeping in my own bed for most of the time.
1: It's a nice way to break it up, and uh, if you time that tour right, like in the fall, like right now, Weather's perfect just about everywhere.
0: Oh my God, we've been hitting stellar. We're in Seattle today yeah. and we were in Portland yesterday. Those are known for nonstop gloom and rain, <laughs> and it is just beautiful oh, we, out.
1: Yeah, we've hit it.
0: And I'm staying in the same hotel I was at six months ago, and those fucking building records are still working over there. <laughs> I had them six months ago when they were like lower. Right. Uh, I was lower. I'm in mean, my room, and it was like. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, there is no complaining. Progress,
1: right? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. But it's it's wild to think about. Here it is. I I know Marcus King um, from just you know having him on the podcast and becoming friends and texting with him and going to his shows. But now you're thrown into a uh, you know a a small tube with humans across America that you don't know and you start to get to no. know. And of course, what people don't know is you can't shit on the bus. There's no shitting on the bus. I did hear that some buses have a grinder now.
1: Yeah, it's still not recommended, but yeah, we can physically handle it. But yeah, it's, it's uh, just better not to.
0: <laughs> well, that's a weird animal because you, you, now your body, you're trying to schedule shits. Which is so weird. Your body starts to adjust like, well, we're not shitting from this hour to this hour, you know?
1: Well, for non-touring people, it seems hard to imagine. Like, what do you mean I can't go to the bathroom at a certain time? But, you're, you know, for people that are used to this, it, it's just automatic. Some, somehow, a weekend or something like that, it just, it, 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 it's like the body automatically knows how to, how to handle it. Yeah. I don't know how everybody does it, but it just it just seems to work.
0: It's I think it's just like you become a chameleon. Like yeah. your body really just kind of changes with the uh, what you need to do. Right. You know, right. it's right. really wild. But and also you don't want to be shitting because the bathroom's right in the, uh, <laughs> in the, the living room. <laughs> it, it's in the living room. <laughs> yeah. You know, like people are is like, dude, yeah. there's. Uh, so many animals we'll get into about touring on a tour bus because I love tour buses. I've always loved tour buses, and they've gotten better and better and better. But one of the things that I love about Marcus, and uh, I didn't even hear any kind of rules when I got on, it. but there's no talking in the sleeping quarters and no lights, which is amazing because some people are just on their phones in the modern day or they're you know getting texts. You know, so that is the silent era uh, area. And then Marcus has the back lounge as his uh, bedroom. And then the front is the party room. So it's that's a wild thing, you know, because if I want, I just go right to bed and I don't hear shit.
1: Yeah. I don't even know if the guys realize this because it's not always common, but they have a level of respect for each other that that is that I, I don't always see. it's great yeah you're right you open that door to go to the back you know in in the bunk alley there dead silent
0: dead silent beautiful fantastic and that's what's really helping me because i like to get a proper amount of sleep because your voice starts to fry if you don't uh, sleep
1: oh my god Combine that with a good driver and you can get a good night's sleep.
0: Oh, yeah. Now we get into the mad drivers and everything like that. But So you have seen other bands or, or people where they don't respect each other and it's just crazy?
1: Absolutely. Just no regard whatsoever. Wow. Yeah.
0: Just in their bunks, like just partying. Oh, and
1: messing with each other. Yeah, just talking in the bunks, drinking, ripping the curtains open. Hey, man, get back up. You know, oh. I mean. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah. Just a sorority or frat oh, house non-stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Like they they don't grow out of it, but, you know, when you hit it just right, it's 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 great.
0: Now, th- the wild thing about touring uh, in buses is how much how far they've come if you watch the movie almost famous that's so real because back then you would just lease a uh, greyhound or trail winds or whatever that other company was a regular bus like a you know like a passenger bus and you just sat in seats and went around america
1: that's crazy. Oh, there, there, was no tour, there, there was no tour bus at all. And if I understand this right, a guy in Florida just said, why don't we extend a bus? And then they just started adding stuff. Well, why don't we add a cooler? Well, why don't we add a generator? Why, why don't we add a refrigerator? Then the TVs came in, and then a VHS came in, then eventually the DVDs. And when internet came around, well, we got to have that. And it's going to keep going. Yeah, if 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 it's something that we could have that makes it better, it's going to be there.
0: Was that the Florida coach guy? You yeah, think? Yeah, yeah. That, that's him. Is yeah. that guy still around?
1: Um, I don't know. I don't yeah, know. yeah. But he's he yeah he was a pioneer for sure.
0: Yeah, because what was the brand before Prevost? There was another one. Um, eagle, oh, eagle, eagle. Yeah. yeah. So the first tour is on buses I did back then in the day was on an eagle, and you're. And that just seemed deluxe because you were on a bus that had beds. Right. Before, you just sat upright and just oh, nodded code. it off. You
1: sat up like, a, like you were on a Greyhound bus. With yeah. no seatbelts. Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're just sitting there. Like, it's, it's, um, it's, a, it's a wild animal because unlike airplanes where you have a guy flying and another guy there and maybe a third guy up there, right. uh, this is a driver. And you're putting all your trust into that guy. Mm-hmm. You don't know what he's done all day. Mm-hmm. You don't know what his uh, sleep habits are. Because I know when I drive far, I nod off and shit, you know? Yeah, yeah. And that shit is scary. I've had drivers where I sling open the curtain like, hey, hey, you all got up there? And they'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah, it was just a, uh, a, sure, a, a uh... raccoon up there, <laughs> you know? he makes some shit up, but he was dozing <laughs> off and hits the fucking... Right. You know, it's all that shit is scary. And what people don't know is we drive at night. So the dri- the driver sleeps during the day in a hotel room, usually uh, gets over to the venue around 11 or 12 when we're getting ready to leave. And then he drives through the night. And I've seen drivers where I'm on stage. And I look over and they're there and I'm like, hey, shouldn't you be in bed? <laughs> you know, so it is a scary, weird thing. Now, let's get into how you start and how long you've been driving.
1: Well, I started on the road as a guitar tech. Oh, wow, really? 19 years ago. Wow. I was a guitar tech for Hank Jr. for 10 years. Hank and, Jr.? Yeah, Hank Jr. Oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, did you
0: play guitar?
1: No. I, when I did play with Hank, I, I I played just some of the utility parts, mandolin and stuff. It was fairly rare, but I was this full-time guitar tech. Wow. So, yeah, I mean, I, I played, but... Uh, and then I was one of Brad Paisley's guitar techs for a little while. Anyway, so I was the guy that, that basically sat up front with the driver, you know, and I, I loved the views out the windows. And, you know, after about 15 years of doing what I was doing, I just, I just felt like I wanted to change. I was burnout. I wanted to change. But in a way, uh, I just, I was so used to that going out on tour and then coming home. I, I just, I, I wanted to keep the schedule for some reason. It, it was just already ingrained. Single? Yeah.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah. go ahead. Yeah. I just had to ask that because, you yeah. know, some well, people have family, yeah <laughs> <they're> Single from <laughs> touring.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. But then, so I just went for it. I was like, you know what? I'm going to make a life change. I got my CDL. I started driving. It was certainly a different perspective. Uh, mostly the drivers that come to drive a tour bus would drive trucks. And the problem is it's easier to take somebody that already tours and, t- and teach them how to drive and have them be a tour bus driver, a good tour bus driver at that point, than it is to take a driver and teach them what touring is all about. And th- that one usually doesn't go as well. But, and that's the more common one.
0: Well, that is an interesting thing you're saying there, because if you do look at truck drivers, they are loners, and they're by themselves for the whole time. So if they get thrown into this thing, and maybe there's some wild people on the bus, or there's... a uh, You know, whatever it is, and they they don't have people skills. I've seen bus drivers, they don't have people skills. Oh, no, And you're like, this guy's a piece of shit. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. They're like, what the fuck? You're like, hey, dude, you work for the band. Yeah. You know, it's wild. Yeah. So you know and another thing um what kind of training is there the reason i'm asking you this was i had had tommy shaw on the podcast and Uh, he said due to COVID during the time there was a vaccine mandatory uh vaccine and so a lot of the florida bus drivers are like well i don't get a vaccine so there was no drivers so there was a slew of new drivers and the guys in sticks did not want to ride with people that were brand new drivers, so right. they converted to uh, flying, and they were losing money, but they did want to lose their lives. So, what kind of training is there for this?
1: Uh, almost none. Really, almost none. I, I mean, really. really. I mean, uh, no kidding. This this has been an industry that usually it, w- it was it was just people bringing people in, teaching them you know, you, you, came under somebody's wing and this is what it was like for so long. I mean, all through the late seventies, eighties, nineties, and then there was just an explosion of the amount of people that started touring and you combine that with, well, so COVID, you mentioned COVID. It wasn't just that the people, some of the people didn't want to get vaccines. It's that after a lot of these drivers that have been on tour for 30 years, had a chance to be at home for the first time. Oh, I already know. They never came back. I
0: know. They're like, whoa, man. Uh, Oh, oh. That's what was happening to me. I had not been home for like 30 years or whatever. Right. All of a sudden, you're just going like, I mean, I had a job for like three or four years selling Harleys, but other than that, it was like, oh, shit, this is pretty good. Right. You know, your, your calluses start to wear off.
1: It was pretty helpful to some of us that have hit the road for so long. It, it it was a welcome break for some, and it was a very painful break for others, yeah.
0: So a lot of drivers retired. They didn't yeah. have drivers. Some of the so alerted, there's yeah. no training or no. anything? Because <laughs> I want to uh, explain to people, most of the band's, if they have a bus, they still can't afford a full uh, cargo truck for their gear, so the driver has to uh, carry a trailer. Pull a dra- yep. And I remember the first two days or whatever I was in the bus with you, you backed into this fucking narrow, <laughs> narrow thing, and you looked at me and you go, not bad, just first try. And it was perfect. <laughs> and I used to do landscaping growing up, and I drove the truck with the lawnmowers on the back. Right. And man, you take... You know, because you you turn the opposite Mm -hmm. when you're pulling a trailer. And if you need the trailer to go to the right, you turn to the left. That's right. And if you don't know what the fuck you're doing, next thing you know, it's kind of jackknifed and you've locked it. You can't even, you're like, I'm Oh,
1: right, right. It's hard enough to parallel park in general, right? Try it in a bus and trailer.
0: Yeah, which is like probably 75 feet.
1: Right, it's about seventy-five feet.
0: It's insane, you know. Mm-hmm. The so you say I want to drive, and I just ride up front with you a couple of weeks, and you're like, "Okay, this works here and there," because there's different gearing and everything. Also, air brakes and all that shit. Yep, you got to learn on trucks. Well, that,
1: that stuff, all the air brake stuff, that's all CDL stuff. Right, learn, you, you, you learn that. You learn how how that stuff works. That's that's a part of the license. That's but. But once you get on a tour bus to go on tour, there is no teacher right so and a, and a lot of drivers of uh, it's, it's do they want to learn, and most most kind of don't really, but if if they want to really surrender to it it's fantastic yeah it's it 's a completely different thing there, there's very, very, very few of us in the world. Yeah,
0: and very few probably that like it.
1: But No kidding.
0: Yeah, yeah right, right, because right. I've had drivers. And, well, it's
1: you know. a weird thing. When's the last time you woke up, you know, everything's good, you're, you're tired, and uh, you, know, you have your cup of coffee, and then you, open, you walk out into your living room into a party. Yeah, yeah. Right? You never know what kind of party you're going to get. Yeah. This is what's so different. Uh, it's not like waking up in the morning with everybody else. I wake up and walk into a party. It's either a dance party or a pity party or everything in between. Yeah. I never know. Yeah. I get back and I'm like on another planet. I'm like, what happened today? You know? Yeah. And sometimes it's absolutely beautiful. Like everything was perfect. The show was perfect, and everybody is happy. Well, you're it.
0: dealing with full-blown artists. Yes. Also, I think a weird thing with drivers is they're around sometimes multi-millionaires oh yeah yeah you know? and the multi-millionaires are clueless about how to be uh polite and that's one thing i loved about marcus is not a multi-millionaire but he is uh on his way up uh big time and he is not a dick zero dick it's wild how cool he is but you can get some dicks out there right
1: Marcus will handle it well at every level. Absolutely. I mean, it's one thing I can say for sure. 100%. He, he, he's got a beautiful mind. I know. And, a, and an even more beautiful heart.
0: It's so great, that guy, man. It's yeah. like pure soul. Uh, you know, just a, a, a perfect soul. It's wild. So when you first get the job, you're ready to drive, who's your first drive?
1: Lucinda Williams. Oh man, car yeah. wheels on a yeah. gravel road. Yeah, yeah. and we, we did uh we did half the tour with uh Hey honey. Oh yeah, she oh she was sweet. Hey
0: sweetheart. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So uh you 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 did were you aware of her, obviously, because you're in the country world, right? Oh absolutely. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. I was listening to her. Uh, yeah, she's a fantastic person. Yeah. yeah we and, did a And were you old... nervous? So here's your first drive? as soon as we locked eyes, as soon as we met i was like this is this is great yeah yeah
0: Yeah. and how many dates was that tour
1: that was about a month and a half
0: wow so the first one's a long one yeah was it like on every night or just about wow and what bus were you driving like it it, does it work like this you're a newer driver so they give you a shit bus or do the uh, artists make sure they have the best bus
1: well, by the time I got into it, um, they were, the industry was already starting to get pretty desperate. So, no, they threw me right out with, with Lucinda, and it was a decent bus.
0: Right. Yeah. Wow. Wow, yeah. Because yeah. I remember uh, when the buses really started to change, what I saw, I think it was Dolly Parton or something, but I remember at one time, you know when you're at a festival, and you're in your bus, and then you see a, a crew guy, and he's like, yeah, pop on our bus, and you're like what the fuck is this and it's like a, a resort in oh, there right, yeah. like there's no bunks it's just the whole thing is the person's house <laughs> right those are wild yeah, right they are. Uh, i was it's like a full-on
1: what? star coach yep. i
0: couldn't believe that Yep. and those people usually kind of own those yeah a lot of times yeah 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 like so like i heard that our bus uh i guess was like the blues
1: travelers bus for years and that's how they got its name our bus is named Blues Traveler. Oh, it is. Yeah.
0: Oh, I never even knew. Yep. So, did they own it or they just constantly used it? They leased it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Got ya. Blues Traveler. First of all, that we have eight bunks. It's called condo bunks. Yeah. So they're bigger. You can sit up in the bunk, but you can configure it in what eight or twelve? Eight or twelve. Yep. Eight or twelve. And man, I've been in twelve. It's like you're in a middle bunk. It's like a coffin.
1: Yeah, it's like a World War II battleship. Everybody's just all right. Just sleep on a torpedo or whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. It's
0: like a submarine. Right. You know, you're down in there, and man, if you get some snores or something, you are fucked. Uh-huh. I don't. We don't have any snores that I've I've heard.
1: Yeah, the guys seem to be somehow. Quiet.
0: Now, this one doesn't have the TVs in the bunks. Uh, they
1: used to, right? They did that for a while. There, right. was, a, there was about a five-year, five six-year five six year period where they thought, oh, we'll put TVs in there for everybody. And then the iPhone came out. Yeah. And yeah. then they did away with that.
0: Also, I think that it's like you had to watch whatever the people were watching in the front. Right. It wasn't like you could surf the channels. Yeah. And it's like if the guy didn't have headphones, you're like, dude, turn your TV off. I'm <laughs> sleeping over here. They're so... It, Tour bus is amazing and wild, man. Now, how much gasoline does that fucking thing take? How many gallons? Well, about
1: 200 gallons.
0: About 200 gallons, yeah. and what's that get you?
1: Actually, per pound, it's the most efficient vehicle on the road. Really? Yeah. Because it's diesel. Well, just somehow the way the engine is configured, you wouldn't think so. Because it's five, six miles a gallon, and Whoa. you think, well, that's awful. Yeah. Well, I mean, I thought that was horrible for years, and I did the math and found out that it was way more efficient than my car per pound. Wow! Yep.
0: Wow. Now you are an unusual driver because you can work on the bus too. Did you? Were you like a mechanic growing up?
1: Oh no. Oh no. I, I learn as I go.
0: YouTube and. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep.
0: I mean, dude, mid tour our generator caught on fire. Uh yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. That was a fun day for me.
0: Dude, all I heard was, dude, our bus is on fire. And I looked, I go, well, both my bags are off, man. I always bring my bags off, man. Because, you know, I got my computers and my right. podcast gear. I don't care about the clothes, but it's the computers and co- podcast stuff. Yep. Oh, my God. So when you're driving over and over, what are the common things that break on the buses? Uh, we haven't had a flat at all. I better knock on some fucking wood here.
1: Actually, buses break all the time. Really? The thing, they're just so complicated, yeah. and they just break all the time. Now, people that do two or three shows, they're referred to as weekend warriors, no problem. The bus goes home every three days, gets fixed, goes back out. Uh, going back on, Going out on the road for months, then... You have to deal with the problems on the road, and that's what makes it kind of more complicated.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. we don't have a generator. But even
1: right brand now. new buses, just stuff just breaks. It wow. just does. It's a, just a very complicated machine.
0: Now, what years are our bus? Uh,
1: 2008 or something
0: like that. And it's got a couple th- uh, million miles on it, right? Yeah,
1: about 1.3 million
0: miles. <laughs> 1.3 million. <laughs> but it's kind of like a helicopter, right? They just rebuild it.
1: They constantly rebuild all of it all the time, right? In a way, right? Oh a, yeah,
0: just part by part,
1: part by part. Wow! Now that's its second engine. Second engine, mm-hmm. yeah. Wow. Well, diesel our, our engines... third engine actually. It was it, it had two engine replacements. Yeah. Wow. Diesel engines go forever. Well, that one goes for about six hundred thousand miles, and then they replace it. Wow. Something like that.
0: That's crazy. Uh, you you drive for Lucinda. And that's a month and a half. Now, what is the longest tour you've done?
1: Um, Drake was about four months. Drake. That, that was four months straight. Wow! So oh, you're
0: out for a, right? Yeah. And in
1: 2019, yeah, 2019, I was out for 11 months straight.
0: Wow! Eleven months straight. Do you own a house or pay rent somewhere?
1: I, I own a house in Nashville,
0: and no. you're never there.
1: Well, not that year. I won't do that again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Right>. yeah. <laughs> if, if finding a good balance is important. Yeah.
0: Now Drake, uh, how many people? It's just Drake, right?
1: Yeah, Drake, and he had he had a band. Oh, uh, he had a band. Uh, yeah, but it was it was quite a big production. I think that was twenty three, twenty four trucks. Um, 10 buses, 11 buses, something like that. And
0: were you actually driving Drake? I
1: was driving Drake's band.
0: Drake's band. Yeah. Got ya. And Drake was on a bus? He wasn't flying?
1: Uh, he flew for part of the time, and he uh, rode on a bus. The, th- the thing about flying as a singer and then doing a show the same night the ears. is the ears. Yeah. And uh, Drake is actually one of the few artists that are smart enough to, to figure that out quick, and uh, he preferred to ride because it was better, better for the show. Oh, yeah. Occasionally, episode. he would fly only when he had to, but yeah. yeah. Wow.
0: Now, uh, any NDAs ever have to be signed? On oh, the- yes. Oh, yeah? Yeah.
1: It was an NDA on Drake, and, and uh, a lot of them, actually. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because Not everybody, but, you know, depending on the level of fame. Yeah. yeah.
0: This is a fun thing, too, while we're out uh, touring around we're usually sleeping and you're stopping at like pilots to get gas or whatever. And you were like, yeah, man, uh, that was the, uh, Roger Waters tour out there.
1: We ran into Roger Waters tour. Yeah. Isn't
0: that wild? Yeah. You're just out there and you run in it. So how's that happening? You pull in the tour bus, there's another driver roll up and go, who you got? Kind of.
1: Yeah. 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 You know, yeah. Sometimes we'll just go up to each other. Hey man, you know, cause you know, I mean, we're, we're fairly rare out there. So you see yeah. one of us, you just, you, we, you know, need no introduction hey, you know, who you got, you know? Yeah. And it's just yeah. this just pleasant, quick little exchange, and all right, take care, man, <laughs> you know?
0: Now how many bus companies are there, you think?
1: Well, there's about five or six well well-known ones. I mean, five or six really legitimate ones. Yeah. And then there's a bunch of smaller... Little stragglers. Yeah. Yeah,
0: because I met a dude in L.A. out at Pioneertown, Joshua Tree, and he owns some big bus company in L.A. or whatever. And he was out there buying some ranch, you know. And he's right, all yeah. oh. We started talking a little bit. I could tell he was wealthy, you know, just by the stuff he was wearing and right. his girl and everything. I was like, this guy's loaded. And then he's like, what do you do? I go, I'm a comedian. He goes, oh, yeah, maybe you've been on one of my buses. And I, I can't remember the name of the company. But, you know, growing up, all I ever heard about was Florida Coach, right. you know. Yeah. And they were the big ones. And, uh, and, that, and then... I had heard during COVID that a lot of people had sold their buses because there was just no touring. Now, when you started touring again, where everybody did they have to wear masks for a while on the bus? Um, some tours,
1: yeah, yeah, uh, definitely a lot of venues. Oh yeah, a venues. lot of venues on the coasts and stuff like that. It was, uh, it, it was, it was pretty intense, as everybody knows. Uh, but it was just like that on the, in the touring world uh, last year.
0: Yeah, because, yeah. I, I mean, that's
1: interesting. COVID tests all the time. Yeah, like I was that. getting yeah. it
0: every two days. Right. Yeah. What, uh, now, how long you been driving?
1: Uh, I've been driving now five years. Who was the biggest yet, Drake? Probably Drake, yeah.
0: Wow, yeah. And that was all arenas, right? Yeah. Now, what are some of these uh, venues, like, what venues don't you like because of how do you have to pull the bus in or whatever? It's like... Are there, like, primo ones? Because it seems like a lot of the new ones are just set up so great. These new arenas, perfect for buses. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah.
1: And and the, the productions are so big now. They build them. Okay, you got seven buses can fit in here and three outside or something. I mean, it's yeah. it's no problem when it's a big and arena. And just
0: primo showers yeah. and, and rooms and everything. Some of them, man, you get there and it's like, the shower's over there in the corner. It looks like one of those ones you get oh, at Home Depot. They yeah. just throw it outside. <laughs> Animal. Yeah. Oh, my God.
1: Yeah, back then, they just didn't build, they, they, you know, they built things for sports teams and stuff, but there just was no, into, you know, it all started with the Beatles playing Shea Stadium, and everybody went, well, that didn't work, and it all just built from there.
0: Yeah, right? It's crazy. Now, uh, where'd you grow up, Nashville?
1: I'm from Northern Virginia.
0: Oh, and you started as a musician?
1: Uh, I, uh, yeah, I, I played, Then I went to school for music, got a degree in classical guitar, and that eventually brought me to Nashville about 20 years ago. And, uh, you know, I, I didn't even have much of a plan. I just said anything that I'm going to, any life that I'm going to live in Nashville is going to be better than what I, whatever plan I have here. And, uh, I just did it and I've had a great time. Great journey. Oh, that's rad. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You ever have uh, artists that have dogs on the, uh, tour? Um,
1: we, we, yeah, periodically. I, I love it. I love animals. So, yeah, so I mean, I. If, if if we could fill a bus with animals, I'd be I'd be I'd, I'd love it.
0: Yeah, they just make it so much better. Right. Like you got the mascot on the bus. Oh,
1: absolutely. You
0: know. Yeah. <laughs> now, what are you seeing in the new buses that are mind-boggling as far as luxurious st- stuff? You know, because uh, let's tell everybody now. Over the last, I guess, like 15 years or maybe longer, the 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 newest thing I saw was you press the button and the bus gets wider when you're at the right. venue, so yeah. you're not all claustrophobic. That seemed to be the uh, that and other than that and Wi-Fi is like seemed to be the newest thing. What do you, what are you seeing?
1: Actually, the only thing I'm seeing now is the styles have changed. Imagine walking to a hotel lobby 15 years ago. There was a certain style, and now you walk into a hotel lobby and everything's just sleek and a bit more minimalistic and stuff and more led lighting that that's what i'm seeing now it's as far as the functionality of the bus not much has changed in the right. past eight years or so
0: nobody ever uses the shower on the bus right
1: it just depends on the group right yeah.
0: right because that's why because uh i mean i i would use it you know but it's full of gear
1: <laughs> but i
0: mean sometimes it's better than the venue shower
1: but it's small right yeah Yeah. it's small it's like going camping i mean it, it to, to me, I think it makes more sense to get a real shower. Oh yeah! But some people don't want to leave the bus, and sh- they're willing to do a camping shower or whatever. And
0: now, what does a bus cost now a week? Now, I, I, back when I was first heard, there were twenty five hundred a week,
1: and then plus the room uh, for the
0: driver every night, and then gas, right?
1: Yeah. So, what is it now? Oh, anywhere between uh, uh, seven and fifteen thousand. Whoa, man. That is,
0: and 15 meaning like a super luxury bus? Yeah. Wow. Holy yeah. shit.
1: It just depends. I, yeah.
0: I just like to get that out there because, you know, people are constantly going, these ticket prices are
1: insane. Well, the price of everything. It's not just, it's it's everything. Yeah. Uh, your typical arena show, it'll cost a band $150,000 at least to do it. Wow. I mean,. Years ago, that if, if a band made one hundred and fifty thousand dollars doing a show is fantastic, right? Yeah, you could show up, do the show for twenty grand, no problem, right? Nope, it, it, the costs are so sky high in every aspect, from the food to the just the local bands, everything. It'll cost about one hundred fifty, two hundred thousand dollars to even do a show at an arena.
0: Yeah, people don't they they just they just look at a five piece band and go, these guys are millionaires, and it's like, hey, dude, you got to pay each guy in the band. Then you got to pay each tech. Then you got to pay the lighting guy, the sound guy, the monitor guy, the bus driver. Then you got to get the hotels. You got to pay the opening band if there's an opening band traveling with you. You know, Uh, it's it's astronomical. And right now the gas is triple. It's triple. You're right. It's crazy.
1: This is this is an amazing machine. This thing is 24/7. I mean. I can't tell you how many times that I'm walking out of a hotel where, while, the, while the fans are walking in. Yeah. I mean, you know, the next shift is just starting, and we do our thing all night, and everything packs up into a little suitcase, submarine on wheels. We're going all night, and then all of a sudden, we're done, and everything opens back up in another city. This thing, when we're on the road, is 24-7. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's hard to wrap your mind around, right?
0: Oh, it really is. And... Um You know, I've been touring comedy for 13 years now. But before that, I toured music. And it's such a different animal. So when I said yes to the tour, I was like, oh, yeah, no problem. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. Like, this is, you know, we get to the venue at around 9. We're usually sleeping on the bus still. And they walk the venue. Then they start unloading the gear. They get all the gear set up. They eat lunch. And then at 2, sound check happens from 2 to 3-ish. Then the next band uh, sound checks. Then the and then uh, we break for dinner. The doors open. The people come in. The show starts. One two three bands. Marcus. Then me, you know me. Uh, we close it all out. And then they load all the gear back out and the lighting yep. and everything. And then we drive to the next city. Yep. It's fucking
1: crazy. I once heard a story that the uh, that the uh, military studied the way bands do this because apparently the story goes that the military couldn't physically do this as well as, as people on tour. Wow. So because you know, you'll, you these people will load 15 trucks out in an hour and 15 minutes, an hour and a half Crazy. and move all that down the road, 500 miles and open it all back up and uh, do a whole nother show. It's, It's a phenomenal thing to watch.
0: Yeah, yeah. And it's way better than Carnies because Carnies is just such a burnt... You're at some old burnt fairgrounds. With Rock, you know you are, even if you're the bus driver or, or a tech or anything, you're in the entertainment business and the excitement of like watching and watching these shows go to next level. Like maybe you drive Marcus next year and he's in arenas and you're like, this is so crazy. We were in, in theaters last year and before that he was in nightclubs. Yep. So you get to see the rise up also, which is really wild. Now, you were talking about you are going to get your pilot's license are you going to leave driving
1: my plan is to do the same exact job but in the air private private jet wow. like i tell marcus hey you and i are ready for jets at the same time yeah let's 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 do it yeah yeah yep. yeah
0: so how do now what are you doing on that cuz my friend has his helicopter license right. But it's a, it's, a, 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 it's a lot of work. Not, it's not like the bus driver. One.
1: Oh, it's, it's more. It's an insane amount of studying. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, it's definitely like going back to school. It's, it's intense. So whenever I'm not touring, I'm back home in Nashville working on my license.
0: Wow. So have you flown yet?
1: Oh, quite a bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm at the very end and, and I just have to go back, do my check ride. Then I'll have my private pilot and I'll go straight into my instrument rating.
0: Now, what do you find? Just uh, props, no G fives or anything, right? Uh,
1: yeah, no, yep, yeah, just a little small small yeah. plane, yep.
0: Because yeah, Cause, you know, I mean, they got these new jets now, like the G sevens and shit. These things are nuts.
1: Yeah. it's a good forty million dollar plane. Yeah, a
0: total different <laughs> level of uh, of luxury. And it's insane. Uh, that
1: that plane that can, can fly from here in Seattle to London, England, nonstop, pri- private.
0: Unreal. Mm-hmm. And you know, somebody like the Stones, they'll have five
1: G5s. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Each band member will have a G5, you know, and then everybody else is on buses or they'll rent one 747 or what, 727 for all of the crew and everything. to fly. <laughs> it's yeah. nuts. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Part of that
1: is logistics because like somebody like the, the you know, the Stones, when, when bands, uh, Iron Maiden is a great example. of yeah. uh, uh, When bands uh, are continent hopping the planes just make a lot more sense
0: yeah 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 i mean that's you know i had uh read this thing where bowie was afraid to fly so he would boat ship over from europe and then bus tour and they were like when he put out the let's dance record you know serious moonlight tour they're like dude you got to take some pills or something, because you got to learn to fly. Because we can do a hundred stops right. or whatever instead of twenty. Right. And he did, and then it just went to another level, <laughs> insane. Now, what do you got after the Marcus tour?
1: I'm going back to flight school. Oh yeah. Yep. And I'm just uh, so I just stick with Marcus. So, you know, I'll, I'll be home flying, and when when we go back out on the road, I'll go back out on the road.
0: That's great, man. And Marcus uh, is a wise man. He knows he's got a good driver. Do you uh, hear driver nightmare stories? Um, I I had one, man. We just woke up in the middle of the morning, and the guy was screaming and yelling, and we looked out what was going on. He was baseball batting a dude's car in in road rage in traffic. He's just out there, you motherfucker! (laughs) I was like, well, I mean, he was fired immediately, but it was like, oh, well, we're just... uh, Uh, our driver's going crazy out there.
1: (laughs) You know, maybe I'm just desensitized, but that stuff happens. Yeah. (laughs) I see that stuff, and I'm thinking, well, I don't know, Dean. I don't know if I have any good stories. But yeah, Yeah. that sounds normal. I've seen that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Now, they finally passed the law when I first started
0: touring. The driver would just drive as long as he wanted. He'd just go do bumps of speed or whatever and just drive. Yeah and never sleep and now it's 10 hours when did that kick in? Uh,
1: a lot of those people are no longer alive but yeah Yeah. so basically when the electronic logs kicked in yeah it's 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 10 hours and and yeah now it's now it's uh now it's a big deal
0: yeah yeah Yeah, because europe had that for years europe had
1: that and and now it's really been enforced and people didn't take it seriously at first and uh after the big fines the, you know it, it it's it's serious yeah.
0: yeah well i mean man it's fucking uh, like i said the scariest thing is you're first of all you're driving sometimes superstar platinum artists they're huge stars and so you've got this uh yeah and like i said there's no co-pilot or anybody up there with you so you're you're responsible for 8 to 10 people to 12 people yep and uh it's uh and some people cannot sleep on bus because they're so paranoid. I sleep like a fucking zombie. <laughs> Man, I go back there. I, every night at one AM, I've got the rule in my head. I just disappear, I slide the slide door, and I get up in the bunk and I'm done. Yep. And uh and then I wake up and I see you. I always I'm, me and Jack are first up. Yeah. And I see you and they're like, Oh, we're in Seattle. <laughs> like, <laughs> all right, we made it. God, it's it's uh it's been a uh a pleasure to uh ride with you you know and maybe it's i will a pleasure to have you yeah maybe i will again you're a comedy guy right you watch comedy yeah, absolutely you said you had seen my conan set uh-huh. when yeah. i first met you that was
1: fantastic i was like hey yeah
0: you I, yeah. yeah 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 i mean this is a little bit different what i'm doing out here it's like combat comedy i love that yeah yeah so do i it's wild because a, a year from now i'll tell stories like hey man I mean, last night that woman passed out, had a, seizure, had a seizure or whatever, right in the middle of my set. I was like, oh, no, man. Is somebody dying? I stopped the show completely. Like, wait a minute. Let's find out what the fuck's going on here. The whole crowd's screaming, help, help, you know? So, yeah, you never know what you're going to get at a rock and roll show, right. you know? But some of those seated ones were fantastic, like the Ryman and all that. Do you go out to see comedy when you're in Nashville? Or you don't have time, right? sometimes yeah 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 uh
1: yeah if it i i watch a lot of it in the hotel room right uh, if i get a chance to go out and actually see comedy i i i, I will
0: have you drove any comedians
1: no oh yeah but, but uh uh my company does have drive some comedians i think dave chappelle is one of them and oh I, yeah yeah and uh so i always hear stories of somebody going and pick them up in ohio you know yeah but,
0: yeah, because comedians are starting to uh, all do arenas. So, right. you know, you got, like, Chrysler's on a bus. I know that Dave does a bus. Uh, Burr has done a bus before. Um, you know, they're out there on buses. And, yeah. and God, it's so much easier with comedians because there's no trailer.
1: Right.
0: You know, or, or, actually, Joe Coy has a trailer because it's full of merch. Right. But, um, yeah, Joe Coy's on a bus. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's way easier, though. Less people tons of room on the bus you know yeah i
1: feel like once the comedians figured out hey we can we can lease these buses too yeah it's they're you know just the quality of life is improved and so i don't have to bounce around like like they did before
0: so much better man well hell great uh working with you and we're almost done yep we go to salt lake tomorrow or uh, two days from now how long's that drive Oh, we have to stop
1: we're going to boise boise and salt lake oh i love boise yeah are we staying the night there we're staying we're staying the day there yeah, yeah yeah oh that's great yeah and then salt lake and uh denver and on and on for about another two weeks
0: oh we're going to boise i'm gonna see if i can go see aaron paul's mid-century has got up for sale oh yeah yeah i gotta text him somehow I, I gotta see this house i i really want the house i don't have the money I think it's like a mill two or whatever, oh, but it's one of the greatest mid centuries I've seen in a long time. It's, it's beautiful. And Boise's amazing. Yeah. You know, where would you live? You've traveled around like me uh, for years. You see any states that you wouldn't mind living in?
1: Yeah, it, uh, it, it comes down to climate for me. You know, if I can go home to a place that just is just nice and dry and not too hot. Yeah. You know, a Sedona. Boise oh. is actually fantastic. Uh but after being around so many people, it you know, I, I I dream of a place that uh that has a bit more space, you know. Well, that's
0: the thing with touring. Right. You're around people 24/7 in the venues, on the bus, uh you know, everywhere. And when I get home, people always trip on it like I'm like I just want it quiet. I just want to hang with my dog. I don't really It's not like a, a, a it's not like a loner or you know sheltered like, but it's not just at all. Like, it's a decompressing. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. you have to get somewhere in your mind to be able to do what we're doing. Right. You know, you got to yeah. numb it out. Yeah, you go home
1: and it's, enjoy it, and uh, you know, read whatever books you want, and do all that stuff that you say. Geez, I wish I had time to do this. Do it at that time. Yeah. And then when we go back out, then everybody just loves being around each other again yeah
0: look we had three days off in la you love that weather did. Right?
1: california weather yep
0: <laughs> all right man well great to talk to you and thanks for sitting down i always wanted to talk to a bus driver and i mean i've talked to him for years up right. there in the front sometimes you just get up in the front seat there and ramble with the driver um are there women drivers out there yeah a few yeah mm-hmm. and most of the drivers how old are you I'm 42. Yeah, most of the drivers are uh, were pretty old when I started. Yep. So they're gone. You know, I remember the guy that filled in for Motley Crue, John Karabi. He was uh, he sang for Motley Crue a couple of years, then uh, got uh, ousted again. He became a bus driver. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Right. I don't think he does it anymore, but I, I I I remember that that would be weird. You're a front man in a band, <laughs> and then a couple years later, you're driving a band. That's kind of wild. Right. Yeah. (laughs) All right, man. Well, thank you so much. And uh, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Subscribe and leave a review on iTunes and YouTube. And this is uh, another episode in the Marcus King Road Diaries. I really appreciate everybody coming out to these shows. It's just been a fantastic tour. It's winding down. Got about 10 more dates. And I hope to see you guys out there. Denver uh chicago uh new orleans coming up all kinds of places so dean for the tour dates and dean delray on the youtube see ya